everyone, welcome back to another episode of On The Mix. Today, I thought I would talk to you guys about one of Green Day's most popular songs called Wake Me Up When September Ends, because obviously, we're in the month of September, and it's pretty apt for right now. Even though there's still like a week or so left of September, I just thought, well, this is pretty interesting, because to be honest, this is one of their most fascinating songs to me, and then the video around it is really, really, really interesting as well. Um, and there's a very sad story that goes with this song in terms of the lyrical content and why it was written. So without further ado, let's just jump right on into the story of Green Day's Wake Me Up When September Ends. So this was the fourth single off of their 2005 album American Idiot, which for me personally, I know that they have all their other ones previously, um, but to me, American Idiot is one of their best albums. I know that that's kind of the one that led me down the path of Green Day. That album was so popular when I was going to school. So I love that one. So good. Wake Me Up When September Ends peaked at number six in the U.S., becoming the band's second top 10 single. It was kept away from the number one spot by Gorilla's Feel Good Inc., which was also out at the time, which to be fair, that makes sense, you know. Feel Good Inc. was really, really, really popular as well at the time, and I remember that blowing up as well, the video for that too. So 2005 was an interesting year for music, but Wake Me Up When September Ends peaked at number six in the U.S., and then it landed at number eight in Canada and the U.K., so it did pretty well for itself. The song ended the streak of Green Day's three consecutive number one hits on the modern rock on the modern rock tracks chart. So they had American Idiot, Boulevard of Broken Dreams, and Holiday all at number one. And then Wake Me Up When September Ends went to number six. So they had a pretty good string of number one singles just coming out and coming out and coming out. And those songs as well came out from American Idiot, which is, again, it just goes back to say American Idiot, if you for some reason haven't listened to this album and you're a fan of punk rock, you need to listen to it. I don't know where you've been all this time if you haven't listened to it, but please do. So now we're getting into the backstory of the music video, and I just kind of wanted to put my own story in this one. I remember when I was young and I would come home from school a lot and I would always put on MTV and I would just watch any of like the contemporary music videos that were out at the time, like what was very popular. Um, that's what I would watch, like from the early 2000s. And I remember seeing the video for Wake Me Up When September Ends for the first time. And it surprised me because it was very different from any other music video that was out at the time. Even, I can't even honestly think of another music video that could compare to what this video did in terms of how they blended like the cinematic aspect of it along with the basic premise for a music video. I can't genuinely think of anything else. There's probably other examples, but I genuinely can't think of one. And this one had a massive impact because it starred two very famous well-known actors for the time, Jamie Bell, who is English, I believe, and Evan Rachel Wood, who was everywhere at the time. She was massively famous. So was Jamie Bell. Now, this video was directed by Sam Bayer, and he is a massive 
massive person in the music industry. He directed some videos for Metallica, and he famously directed Nirvana's Smell 18 Spirit video in the 90s. So he was very, very, very well known, and Green Day wanted to get him on board to do this music video. Now, what was very fascinating to me to learn was Sam was really bored with how music videos were being directed and produced at this time in the music industry in the mid-2000s. It was getting a bit one note and very poppy and just very boring. For him, it was very predictable. He could put MTV on and see a million and one of the same kind of basic music videos, and he was bored. So when Green Day asked him to come on to this project, he was really excited because Green Day offered him the chance to do something that he always wanted to do, which was produce a music video that felt like a film. And this is what Wake Me Up When September Ends actually achieved, and which is why, to be honest, it still, in my mind, remains one of the best music videos that I've ever seen. At least maybe in terms of contemporary music videos, but it's fantastic. Now, have there been better videos that reference the same kind of general theme about war since this video? Sure. I could think of the Five Finger Death Punch song. I forget what that's called. Wrong Side of Heaven, I think. They did that one pretty well also. Um, but honestly, no one was really doing anything like this at the time. Green Day was kind of the one that pushed this whole concept forward. And this came out around the time that young kids were signing up to go to war obviously because of 9-11. So even though the lyrical content diverges a lot from the theme of the video, they still wanted to make it a point about loss and grief and interconnectivity in your relationships and things like that. So Sam Bayer was so excited to film this because he had the chance to actually make this music video very similar feel to a movie. Um, so I love it. And that's what I love about this too. The thing about this video is it starts out with like a little monologue between Jamie Bell and Evan Rachel Wood for like two minutes. No music, just the two of them talking to each other. And then the song starts and then it interblends the whole immersive feeling of the two of them are in a relationship. You know, this is after 9-11 and they're having a fun time together. You know, it's implied that he's like 18 years old or something in the video because they're young kids, right? And then the song abruptly stops when Evan Rachel Wood, spoiler alert, I guess, but Evan Rachel Wood figures out that Jamie Bell signed up for uh, the army, right? He, he got himself drafted in the army. And she is upset with him. She doesn't want him to die in the war, right? And he's very young. And the thing about this political climate in America at the time was a lot of kids felt like they needed to do this. They needed to go to war to fight for our country because of what happened in 9-11. And unfortunately, in this whole scenario, in this video, Jamie Bell was like, I did this for us. I thought you'd be proud of me. Out of all people, I thought you would understand and it's just very heart-wrenching to see that happening because they play those characters so well. I mean, obviously, they're professional actors. They didn't just get any Joe and Sally off the street to do this. They got, at the time, two of like the really most well-known and best actors of the time to do this. 
and they played it perfectly and it makes me really sad like it pulls at your heartstrings you know and then the song picks up again it flashes the dichotomy of scenes between evan rachel wood back at home uh sad and longing for jamie jamie bell and then it goes to jamie bell and how he's handling the war and trying to live and survive uh, the war so it's very very sad and very tragic and sam bayer said that this was hands down the greatest thing that he's ever done which is amazing like a green day song out of all the things he's done like nirvana smells like teen spirit or any of the metallica videos that he's done or any of the other ones he considers this the greatest thing he's ever done so if that doesn't speak volumes to how impactful this song is but also the video then i don't know what does you you have to go and watch it it's i think about maybe eight minutes which maybe it's you know a long video but there's context behind it and it's almost like a short film so genuinely i would go and watch it if you haven't watched it before i would go and watch it so all the explosions for the part at the end of the video where jamie bell goes off to war um, and there's obviously like, you know, a fight happening. All the explosions in the video were actually real to the point where one special effects guy had to dodge out of the way quickly from an actual rocket that crashed through the window behind where he was sitting watching this unfold. So it's actual pandemonium out there. They didn't just get like fake explosions or something or rigged anything. It was real. All of that what you saw was pretty much real so i think that goes to show as well like how much effort they put into this video and how much it meant to them the video reached number one on trl which is total request to life i don't know if that show is still on right now or not but that was a massive show on mtv back in the day total request live and it came in second for best video of the year in a 2005 readers poll by rolling stone magazine so it did extremely well for itself. And again, in retrospect, I would have to say it was one of the first instances of a music video that I saw, at least, that talked about in such like open, honest, emotional discourse about war and the interpersonal co connections that you have within people and loss and grief and sadness and things like that. I, I really, really, really like that video a lot. So now to kind of talk about the backstory of the song and what it actually means, this is where the tragedy comes into play because this is a real life story based on Billy Joel Armstrong, who's the singer for Green Day, um, and his story from his past. So basically, Wake Me Up When September Ends is a song that was written by Billy Joel and the song was a tribute to his father. So his father died when Billy was 10 from cancer. And this completely shocked him and obviously it saddened him and once you have a parent that dies when you're very young at that age of 10 you don't really know how to cope with life and you don't really know how to go on anymore so the lyrics reference and talk about Billy kind of revisiting or introspecting on his childhood and remembering the day that his father passed kind of like the day that Billy lost his innocence and this happened in 1982, again, when Billy was 10. And it's very, very unfortunate. The sad story is that the day that 
uh, Billy's father's funeral happened, Billy ran home and locked himself in his room and he started to cry. And when his mother came home to check on him, the only thing apparently that Billy said was, wake me up when September ends. And I think that's extremely bittersweet only because he said that for real, but then he took that and he used that as the basis for the song and as the title for the song. So yeah, it's just, I mean, what more can really be said about that? It's very sad. Billy never forgot the day on his father's passing. And he laments on the fact that at that point in time, when he wrote the song back in 2002, um, that it had been 20 years since his father's passing. So yeah, that's the thing, right? Billy wrote the song in 2002 and it was originally going to be featured on their compilation album at the time called Shenanigans, but Billy decided to hold off and keep the song for a later date because at that time in 2002, he felt like he wasn't in the right emotional state to record it. And that makes perfect sense. So he waited and waited and waited a little bit and he decided, well, it's 2005 for American Idiot. I might as well put it out there now. You know, he at that point was ready to share it with people. And so that's what he did. And, um, you know, that takes a lot of bravery and a lot of courage to do that. I mean, it's a song about his own personal loss with his father trying to cope with it. I mean, the lyrics, if you listen to it or if you internalize it, if you read it, it's very, very sad and serious. And it makes me feel bad for him. I mean, obviously, I had a feeling that's what the song was kind of about. But to be honest, I think Wake Me Up When September Ends, the whole like essence and vibe of that song has been kind of dwindled and watered down to a meme, which unfortunately, Billy Joel doesn't like. Billy Joe does not like the fact that Wake Me Up When September Ends has been a meme for all these years. And that makes perfect sense because this is supposed to be a song to his dead father and people are on the internet like, when September 1st happens, like, oh, wake, let's, you know, wake me up when September ends. And then at the very end of September, this always happens on the internet for some reason. When September comes to a close, right? When September comes to a close, people on the internet are like, let's wake Billy Joe up now. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's wake him up, you know? And it's just like so stupid. Billy Joe hates those kind of memes. Uh, to the point where he even joked one time about wanting to write a sequel song in response called Shut the F Up When October Begins. So, you know, I feel for him that's really unfortunate. Um, I have to admit that is kind of funny. Shut the F Up When October Begins. That's funny. Like, come on. Um, but no, he was being for real. Like, how would you feel if you wrote a song about your dead, I don't know, parent or girlfriend, boyfriend, a dead friend? And everyone on the internet kind of like makes a meme out of it. Like, oh, let's wake up Billy Joe. It's the end of September. It's just like, mm, I don't like that. I, you know, now that I know the story behind the song, I don't really like those memes anymore. I understand it's kind of just like in jest and it's not meant to be serious, but I don't know. I feel like, I feel like Billy Joe doesn't like it and he's uncomfortable with it. So we shouldn't do it anymore. So yeah, that's my thought on that. But uh, anyway, of course, Billy said that he will always associate the pain of losing his father to the month of September. So September, the whole month for him just is not a good one because he actually lost his father on September the 1st. So the entire month is ruined for him, essentially, which is why he said, wake me up when September ends so he could get over the month, right? 
it makes perfect sense. He at one point dubbed the song the most autobiographical he had written to that point, considering it therapeutic but also difficult to perform. Yeah, I could imagine that too. I mean, how can you even sing a song like that that's so personal and drenched in sadness to a crowd of thousands? I don't know how anyone does that. I That's the thing about musicians is I don't know how they get up on the stage and perform those songs that mean so much to them to a crowd of people I wouldn't be able to handle my emotions. I would be a blubbering mess, but that's for the professionals to do, and I give it to them. I have all the respect for them. Uh, And so when the song was released in 2005, a live version of the song was done at Gillette Stadium in Foxborough, Massachusetts. Gillette Stadium is like the place where the New England Patriots have their home, the football team, if you're familiar. Um, So they did a live version in Gillette Stadium in 2005, and it was released, and at the time, it was dedicated to the victims of Hurricane Katrina because Hurricane Katrina came, or happened, I should say, around the time that American Idiot was released, like, if I remember, around, like, the end-ish. It was in September, kind of like October-ish, but it was around that general kind of area, or maybe it was somewhere in August. Anyway, it's been so long and my brain kind of doesn't really fully remember the exact date of Hurricane Katrina, but it was somewhere around, you know, late summer into fall time, around September. So they decided it would be best to do the live version and then dedicate the song to the victims of Hurricane Katrina. So that, in a nutshell, is the tragic story behind Green Day's song, Wake me up when September ends. I hope that you guys enjoyed and that you learned something today that you hadn't known about before. Again, like I said, I'll make a plea again. I'll do it again. If you guys haven't heard this song or you haven't watched the video for this song now that you know the context, I mean, please do. Even if maybe for some reason you aren't the biggest Green Day fan or you don't like punk rock music or something, I mean, it's a great ballad. It's a great great, great ballad. So go watch it. Go listen to it. Enjoy. So I will see you guys next Wednesday with another episode of On The Mix. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye, guys.